Hey, we are going to be discussing a topic that happened a few weeks ago in Lakeland, Florida, where a official commissioner actually shot a shoplifter um, of a military surplus store. And we are going to be discussing different perspectives. I'll be representing a business owner. I'm Parker, and I'll be representing a gun owner. And I'm Matt, so I'll be a normal guy in the community. My name is Reginald, and I will be supporting the legislature. So as we begin to kind of unpack this and look at the issues surrounding it, the business owner actually used the Stand Your Ground Law as a partial defense for his actions. As a business owner, Aaron, how do you feel about Stand Your Ground Law and having a weapon on the premises? Yeah, as a business owner, I think I would feel a lot more comfortable and confident holding a gun of my own. However, in this incident, it can be life-threatening uh, to other people who may walk in the store or as another business owner. But I think in my perspective, I would feel more comfortable going about a situation like this and like I had the upper hand in the situation with uh, owning the gun. And Parker, you know, NRA, you're not business owner, but are you, how do you feel about this? 100% agree with her. It's just depending on what, how you use in this situation. In this situation, I feel like he used the gun in the wrong way. Obviously, the guy wasn't endangering his other guy's life, so he just lifted a shovel and ran away. So he ran away, so the guy basically shot him in the back a couple times, and I feel like that's the misuse of a gun So in that situation. All right, so next up we have... Mads, who is representing a citizen in Lakeland, Florida, and we want to find out what his perspective is on the shooting. For me, I'm, I'm against guns, and I, when I see people walking around with guns, that seems like to be a threat for me in the community. And in this situation, when I don't feel I stand your ground, support this uh, thing, so when he pulls his gun against the man who's on his way out, I don't support that. I, I definitely feel where you're coming from, being a legislator here in Lakeland, Florida. I disagree with the fact that he's using it as a defense. However, I, I do believe in the Stand Your Ground law, else we would not have voted it in. And in this particular case, the fact that he did shoot him in the back and stood over him without helping the guy out at all, I feel like that... Um, we may need to craft laws to better delineate, you know, people's actions here and what's lawful and what's not lawful. I think that uh, something needs to happen with the with the gun laws, because in this situation he's pulling the gun. He's he's not a threat for him. He's on his way out. Yes, he was stealing, but he's on his way out and he's still pulling his gun on it when the police came. So. He was pulling him back in as well. Yeah. On the in in the in the uh, building, mm -hmm. so you just gotta in that situation you just gotta let the man go. You can't really do anything about it. And instead of that, he shot him and then stood over him. We also there was also video evidence of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in every business, what you, there's cameras in almost every business. Yeah, as a business owner, we ha we do have cameras showing proof, so we can talk about things like this as it is a really controversial uh, subject and topic that happened a few weeks ago. 
I think the fact that he was on his way out really makes the business owner, uh, me, me being a business owner as well, makes him look bad, just in the sense he let him, uh, or didn't allow him to really just go. I mean, he was stealing a shovel of his business from the store, so in that sense, he was in the wrong. However, the business owner shouldn't have tugged him back and, uh, I mean, shot him in the back and then just stood over him as if it was just a really bad situation. So, I yeah, I don't really agree with how the business owner went about it, and there are definitely other ways to do it. Well, speaking of laws, how do you guys feel about possibly requiring business owners to have a camera system behind the cashier and one focused on the door uh, to find people going in and out and or threatening the business owners? There is that just too much of an expense to push out on the business owners? I feel like that's a good thing. I feel like I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that 100%. Yeah, yeah I do. I'm also agree with that one. Especially behind the the cashier. Mm-hmm. They could see kind of their perspective, you know, reaching for the weapon. and. Yeah, I mean, in some cases, some cashiers could be just as guilty as the shoplifter. In this case, not so, but I, it, I think having two cameras on both sides of the counter is definitely a good idea. I'll look at putting that forward during uh, our next legislative brief. Does um, having the business owner be a part of the council, town's council, matter of fact, the guy was the commissioner of the town, mm-hmm. uh, should he be suspended? I mean, what are, what are we talking here? Suspended. Definitely suspended. Yeah. And then, which you have video evidence of him doing this, so I think he should be locked up. Obviously, he's going to go to court. If he manages to be found not guilty, right? Uh, does he get his job back? I don't think so. No, I don't that think so. That would be either. really weird. Yeah, that would just you make mean, the city of he killed the man. Look yeah. What? What? How can he? He, he murdered. Back to his yeah, store he murdered. And, yeah, he murdered. How can he? Well, that's that's up to the courts to decide whether or not he murdered. Right, right, right. However, it's going to be a little bit difficult to not have him manage the fact that he, I mean, he was literally had his back turned towards, the shoplifter had his back towards the business owner, and in, in that sense, it's committed a crime, a, a murder. You can't say, well, you can't, you can't really put it all on the owner. I mean, the other man was stealing something, yeah. but. True, true. That's not a good, you know, he's not innocent, but he wasn't threatening the other man in any way. Yeah, this will be an interesting case for the court. Yeah. All right. Well, I think our time is up for the day. And would like to conclude in saying that I think we all agree that um, Stand Your Ground is maybe not appreciated by all, but not applicable in this particular case. Thank you for listening. All right. So next up we have... All right. So next up we have... I disagree with the fact that he's using it as a defense. However, I I do believe in the stand your ground law, else we would not have voted it in. I disagree with the fact that he's using it as a defense. However, I I do believe in the stand your ground law, else we would not have voted it in. I disagree with the fact that he's using it as a defense. However, I I do believe in the stand your ground law, else we would not have voted it in. We're live.
We're live. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to conversation with AR-15 with your host, Raul Menendez. Hi, and I'm an AR-15. AR stands for Armalite, not Assault Rifle, as misconstrued by the public. Really? I didn't know that. But are you a weapon of war? That's the real question here. I'm a weapon used in war, but it's a platform that is accepted as a normal hunting rifle would be or target shooting rifle. It's nothing special. I'm no different than anything you would buy from the store. So you're not anything close to like a automatic rifle that you'd see in war? You're like a more akin to a hunting rifle. Is that what you're telling us? I'm more of a target shooting rifle than a hunting rifle. The reason I'm not a hunting rifle is my caliber is a little bit too small to actually bring down big game. You don't pack a big punch. No. I'm kind of weak. What's the biggest thing you could take down, though? Groundhog, maybe? <laughs> I, I can actually take down human beings if I get lucky and get a good center mass shot. If I hit someone in the leg, it really its more painful than anything else to the victim. It's annoying more than anything else, yeah. Yeah, sad. So compared to other rifles, you're kind of mediocre. I'm on the low end of things because I'm actually 5.56, five, so most of your hunting rifles are at least 30 caliber, which is 7.62, and, and if, can get even larger than that. And if you had to compare what a 7.62 could do compared to a 5.56, five, what would you say? Number one is the amount of energy. Um, amount of energy? Yes. Because I'm a kinetic energy round, which simply means, you know, whatever I hit, I transfer the energy to. Um, I only, I don't carry as much powder as a 30 caliber hunting rifle. Really? The bullet's much larger. The case is much larger for the bullet. And the barrel length probably as well? No, barrel length doesn't change. Barrel length has more to do with accuracy uh, than it does to do with the ability of the round to do damage once it hits. The 7.62 is a much heavy caliber. So you also got to look at the weight of the bullet as well. So bullets are normally measured in grains, like a 7.62 would be a 182-grain bullet. You could get larger bullets, but then you're, it would take more to push that bullet downrange. Uh, 5.56 is a very light round. Okay. So compared to other rifles, you're like, you're, you're, as you said, on the low end. Right. But why are you so popular? The reason why I'm so popular, I believe, is because... You know, we are able to... I'm able to have a lot of different components put on my weapon. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm able to... Nah, I messed that up. Okay, we can edit. Yeah, I can edit that out. <clears throat> the reason why I am popular as an AR-15 is I'm very modular. So you can include flashlights, different grips. You could put on IR pointers, laser pointers, scopes... Whatever you would like to put on, I can actually work rather easily. So you're a jack of all trades. I am. And you have a very common round. Yes. Doesn't pack a big punch, and maybe that's why you use so much. Yeah, the round is very inexpensive. Yeah. When you start talking about, you know, ten dollars a day at the range, and you start shooting seven six two, that turns into twenty five dollars a day at the range. Oof. Putting lead down range, it gets a little pricey. Yeah. I bet. So you're popular just because 
the accessibility that you have, all the maneuverability. Oh, you can put this on it. You can put that on it. You could have a toaster oven on it if you really wanted to. Probably. I mean, I mean, I could literally put. You get one that has the modular rail system on the front. Yeah. You could put literally anything you want on there. <laughs> toaster oven and kitchen sink. Are you popular with hunters though? No. No. Most real hunters don't use this weapon to hunt. Too light. Not just doesn't do enough damage. Yeah, I mean, like too it, light it's, bullets don't do enough. It's inhumane. If you were to shoot a deer with five five six, which is a typical AR fifteen round, you're you're not going to bring him down. You're just going to maim him, and he's going to spend the rest of his life maimed, mm. and not you, you're not going to kill him, but you're, he's going to wander around in pain for the rest of his life. It's awful. It's, it is inhumane. It's, if you're going out hunting something, you need to kill what it is you're hunting, not injure it. Yeah, but you could use a five, five, uh, AR-15 if you could just change the upper to change the caliber of the weapon, right? No. Why not? Because, number one, your magazine well will only account for a certain size caliber of weapon. Caliber bullet, should I say. Yeah. And your buffer spring, which slides your bolt to and fro, to back and forth, yeah. will only allow a certain diameter. So I can go smaller, but I can't go larger. Mm. <clears throat> so 5.56 five, is your limit. 5.56 five, is the limit. Oh, wow. So you kind of, you settle, so you can't become more dangerous. You're just stuck right here at the 5.56, five, which you already know isn't quite that powerful. It's overhyped. It is. I am a little overhyped. Yeah. I still think I'm pretty great. <laughs> you know, I mean, we have won many wars using the AR-15 or the M4 family of weapons, as they're called by the military. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at the rifle, not just me, the AR-15, the rifle over the past hundred years has been what's bought freedom to Americans. Really? It's good. It's good to hear. And it hasn't changed much either, has it? No, not really. We've gone from bolt-action rifles to semi-automatic. And the AR-15 is semi-automatic, correct? Correct. Only one round per squeeze of the trigger. No spray and pray. No spray and pray. One squeeze, one bullet. Right, and you you can fire rounds faster than other firearms, but not really because you're semi-automatic. It's yeah. just about how fast you can squeeze the trigger. So that's a misconception as well. Correct. Everybody confuses me as a, you know, I'm some kind of automatic weapon or super weapon. I'm an really assault not. weapon, but you're not. No. You're not an assault weapon. You are. What would you consider yourself? What type of weapon are you? I'm a rifle. That's it. Plain that's and simple. It. Plain and simple. We come in different calibers. And semi-automatic. What about the clip size? Clip size, you know, it's 30 rounds in a magazine. You can get the clips in three different sizes. Well, you can actually get them in... You can get 10 round, 20 round, 30 round, but you can also get a 100 round drum. That's big. That's big. (laughs) It is. It is big. It's a lot of rounds. But then again, you have to worry about the wear and tear of the weapon. If you fire too fast, you get faster than 12 to 15 rounds per minute, then you have run the risk of overheating the barrel mm. or having carbon buildup in which you're liable to have a jam. 
So even if you did make the R15 fully automatic, it would still suffer from problems because it's not designed to be fully automatic. No, it's not really designed to be fully automatic. As a matter of fact, they started out being fully automatic when they were initially brought in. Yeah. But due to hit probability, you know, if you're spraying and praying, you're not really hitting what you're... Aiming at. Correct, because you're praying again. (laughs) You're not really trying. So the military has decided that that's not the way to go. So they've instituted a three-round burst. So you get one trigger pull, you get three rounds. Not the AR-15. No. On, like, the M16. Correct, on the M16 and the M4 family. But the AR-15 is strictly semi-automatic. It will not do burst. But even the military realizes that fully automatic is a waste of bullets. And since soldiers only carry so many rounds, you know, you don't want to waste them. You yes. want them well-placed. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, pause for a second and see what we got. Wake up. I'm going to look at your code. I'm, I'm very self-conscious about that. No, don't worry about it. we got uh, nine minutes. And this has been Talking to Our AR-15 with your host, Raul Menendez.